0: There's great POS solutions out there that I respect a lot. We wanted to look at them and say, how can we build something that is as nice to use, but actually work properly with Woo, really deeply integrated with Woo. And that was the mission. It wasn't just to build a, a traditional POS because we could probably build that in a fourth of the time.
1: Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce and WordPress Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Hostinger. Whether you are a small or a large agency or a freelancer, they have you covered for managed WooCommerce hosting for your clients' projects. And Weglot, who is known in the WordPress and WooCommerce space as a solution to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. I'll tell you more about Hostinger and Weglot later in the show, but we are due for another WooDev chat with Zach and Carl. This time, they dive deep into point-of-sales. In fact, they're joined by Matthias Nielsen from Oliver POS as he shares a journey around building out a point of sale system, from which I heard is quite an endeavor. So let's get right into this dev chat. Hey
2: everybody, it's Zach Stepik here with Carl Alexander for another episode of the Woo Dev Chats. Carl, how are you doing, man? Doing good. I'm all tanned uh in Greece so i'm living the i'm living the nomad life yeah so you stayed after europe and how long are you going to be in europe uh after word camp
3: uh i'm leaving this weekend but i've been
2: in crete You're leaving this weekend yeah
3: i've been in crete uh you know working going to the beach uh you know tough tough life tough life for the yeah, last two
2: weeks horrible horrible i can imagine that it has just been taxing the uh the sun.
3: I I've I've gone I've grown used to the world's smallest violin playing behind my ear.
2: Yeah, I, I could see that being an issue. So you you've been enjoying yourself in, in Greece, in Crete, and uh you're headed back home. What was your biggest takeaway, I would say, from uh from WordCamp Europe?
3: Oh, it's still the best WordCamp of the th- of the of the the three major ones i mean asia was really good honestly but uh europe still uh towers above all of them if, if you don't know me or even met me i'm basically uh crashing all the parties so i did 10 parties in four nights uh at work camp europe so sounds about right yeah so some people were like how are you still alive and things like that so but yes you know, sleeps, sleeps for afterward camp. So, but, uh, the, the site parties were really good. Uh, the pride party, if you saw any footage of that was actually just, um, Yoast and Ufall just knocked that one out of the park. Um, was a, it was a great time, but tons of people, tons of networking hallway track was a plus. If you asked me about any talks, I did not see any talks, so I can't I can't speak to the content of the actual conference.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's normally my word camp experience as well is just uh, a lot of hallway track, a couple of talks maybe that I want to see and I try to get to them if I do. Uh, but if I don't, you know, there's just as much value in the hallway track and in the, uh, in the vendor area generally for me. So the, the exhibit hall is also a big, uh, a big focus for me most years. So next, uh big word camp we have coming up is us. And, um, you know, I, I know we're both going to be there and I'm bringing some audio gear. So, uh, chances are we'll be doing some, uh, some podcast recording on site there. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Uh, you know, there'll be a lot of people from do the woo there. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, in other news, I just started a new job.
3: Congratulations.
2: So I am now uh, at Convesio. And we'll talk more next month about what my role is there. Uh, but I can summarize it as my role is to make sure that everybody who is a customer or a client or agency partner of Convesio is successful. Uh, so I am the point of contact if you want to run a high-volume uh, WordPress site uh, at on Convesio's architecture. Uh, I'm your point of contact to make sure everything goes smoothly. So that's exciting news. So uh, beyond that, we do have a guest this month, and I'm excited about this one. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do when I had my agency was build technology for uh, on-site point of sale and card processing through WooCommerce, uh, for in-person retail, never got around to it as a project, but it was something that we, you know, we bought the Stripe, uh, dev kit for building, you know, technology around, uh, around their platform. And we were, you know, we were looking at how we could pull it off. And I'm, I'm glad that I, uh, I had the idea to go that direction, but I'm also glad that somebody else was able to execute on it. Uh, so we have Matthias Nielsen from Oliver point of sale here with us this month. Uh, Matthias, how are you?
0: Hey, good. Uh, good. Good.
2: Good. I'm, uh, I'm really excited about this. So, you know, it, your, your own site, Matthias, says it really well. It says you were building WooCommerce stores, right? And you had somebody that wanted to connect to a point-of-sale system. So you set out creating your own solution. So that's where this journey started.
0: Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, I, um, I lived uh, a bunch of years in, in China and actually built a lot of, of WordPress sites out there. And um, when I moved to Canada, I uh, decided to start an agency uh, that were building high-quality uh, WordPress and WooCommerce sites um, for uh, governments, big enterprises, and, and whatnot. And, and a lot of uh, our customers would say, well, now you build this really uh, advanced online, uh, build your own beer solution or hotel checkout solution or whatever. Uh, now find us a POS that works with, with it. And, I went back to Google and said, "Sure, no problem. I got this." Googled and uh, and as you so so nicely put it, uh, it was a bit of a uh, show out there. Um, and then we decided, well, this might be actually our next venture. So we uh, we set out to to build it ourselves. And yeah, really just uh, built on the ethos uh, the same as 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 WordPress and WooCommerce to be extremely adaptable. Uh, I've always loved the ecosystem for that, where where you're allowed to to get a a bit dirtier and, and build and, and tweak how it works. Um, so so that was kind of how we started out. That's awesome.
2: Um, and now you've got uh, from those you know that that start of having a client who had a need and then trying to fill that. Um, your team has grown considerably. So you you started from you know that small beginning to over 30 people now in three continents, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. It started out uh, basically myself building websites. Then the agency grew quite a bit. We did like four, four good websites a week or so. Um, and then uh, I just knew that I, I wanted to to try and build a, a software solution uh, that, that worked well with WooCommerce. So we kind of little by little phased out the agency and, and, and Got more and more dedicated on building uh Oliver PUS that now have grown, as you mentioned, quite a lot in in, in both product and, and uh headcount and whatnot. And you you uh and your headquarters
2: are based in Newfoundland, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Newfoundland,
0: Canada. Can't believe that's where you decided to move in Canada. <laughs> it wasn't for the weather, I could tell you that much. It it was minus degrees yesterday. So mm-hmm. uh, but uh now I had some family here I lived uh, many years in China and uh yeah I just uh knew that I wanted to to get to a place where I could uh where my children could grow up safe and sound and uh and I really like the nature as well so yeah that's awesome and offices in
2: Germany and India as well I uh I love Germany ich spreche nur ein bisschen deutsch uh so I I get myself in trouble uh <laughs> Yeah. So really cool to see. Um, And so you, you started to tackle this problem of building point of sale and it's expanded considerably beyond just the point of sale application itself now into hardware and um, a payments platform and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. But, when you first started building the point of sale solution, what type of uh, of pitfalls did you run into? Because we we know that when you're building anything that scales on top of open source software and is more of a commercial product, sometimes things get interesting, right? And you know, 2017 was a great example of things getting interesting. Uh, WooCommerce 3.0 came out and you know, lots of things broke because they added these crud classes to uh, enable things that are finally happening six years later. What pitfalls did did you start to see as you were building this? What were some of the technical hurdles you had to overcome to make this a successful product that would sync correctly and do all the things you needed it to
0: do? Yeah, so we started out uh, very blissfully so ignorant uh, with saying, we can, we can build a, a, a good plugin here that becomes the full POS and, and turns your site into a POS and, uh, and build for that for almost a full year, uh, I would say, um, trying to make everything work uh, as fast as you want. So a couple of things that we, we ran into was really uh, every WooCommerce and WordPress environment is different in terms of server speed. Uh, how much memory you allocate to the admin panel and, and and whatnot. Building on top of WordPress has all of these uh, pitfalls of all. And we wanted to create a solution when you're selling in person, it needs to be as fast as you can possibly click. And we really needed a solution that you can check out. There's no, um, no delay. Um, everything runs as, as quick as it should be. Yeah. Uh, that is just really, really hard in WordPress when you're working with different servers, uh, different setups, and whatnot. So I would say that that's probably the biggest challenge. It took us a long time to figure out an environment where we were able to to really make sure and guarantee the speed and and safety of of uh, being able to check out everything and see everything in in at the point of sale. So so speed, and then when you work with with payment processors that are, are handheld terminals and, and and semi-integrated terminals and whatnot, there is a lot more uh, restrictions and certifications and getting getting all of that uh, to work. So we had to we had to change our, our whole base multiple times, and it ended up with a little bit of a, a different approach to how most traditional WooCommerce and WordPress plugins work. Where we where we have a bridge set up and we sync it over uh, to to a server, but we still wanted to maintain that flexibility for for developers to be able to tweak it. Although we have to push some of it over to our own servers, so um, it's been definitely a challenge to to make sure that we can give that adaptability and and, and flexibility for programmers still to interact with the solution and stay true to looking at WooCommerce as a single source of truth, uh, but while guaranteeing the, the safety regulations and security that they require and working smooth on hardware in installs where you have 100,000 products or whatever uh, that needs to work and you need that to be instantaneous checkouts, uh, which uh, we want to guarantee even when you're on a $1 dollar a month kind of server. Uh, so So a lot of a lot of challenges um, in one go and um, something that we've been chewing on over the last couple of years and trying to get right.
2: Well, and the point of sale solution and Oliver register here um, that runs, you know, on devices, tablets, phones, computers. Like you said, that single source of truth is, is living in WooCommerce, which I think is a very important thing, right? Because, Inventory management is a nightmare if you don't have a single source of truth. And having that inventory management happen on the site makes sure that, you know, the customers who are browsing on the website are getting real-time inventory at the time of purchase. And the worst experience that I've personally had is going in and ordering something from a company that has a retail location and then somebody bought it while I was buying it, right? And so that kind of a collision of, you know, somebody in a retail store is holding it and somebody just bought it on the Internet is a very interesting thing to try and figure out. And I always recommend that, you know, my, my customers keep their inventory levels slightly below reality, uh in WooCommerce, like just a couple of items just to cover those overages, just in case they happen. But this is a really, really big topic, right? Inventory management and how you handle
3: yeah, and that applies even without the point of sale, right? Like you could have like a really high-volume sale happening. That's what was happening with uh my friend with like microbrewers, right? Like they sent a newsletter. They only have like, you know, a hundred cases of the beer, and you know you have thousands of people hammering the site to get it. Like, how do you make sure you don't oversell a hundred and one?
2: You know. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know, the further into to all of it you go, the further into the hole you begin to fall, further and further and further. And so, you know, with with that being said, right, you, the, the the more you talk about inventory management, the crazier the the restrictions and requirements end up being. And I'm sure that you've had to solve some of this, right? Absolutely.
0: Now you, you, you can't all see it, but I got gray hairs here, and I'm sure one of them are from inventory management uh, <laughs> trying to solve uh, those issues. But yeah, I think we've found a pretty... Delicate solution to it. It's it's a it's a very vast topic in itself. But but yeah, we the second you add anything to the card inside of the PUs, we actually reserve it uh, directly on the WooCommerce store. So if you can then take it back out of the card and we and we put it back. But we we just really never wanted that to happen. We had it happen early on, and we're like, we that's one of the things of why we exist is we wanted to solve that proper omni-channel setup where you can sell seamlessly in person. And the second you create a customer in the POS, it's online. Now they can go and find their orders there. And all of those things, we just wanted to be sure that that's 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 what we pride ourselves in is, is um, uh, looking at WooCommerce as the single source of truth, right? So all of our inventory, you can't add a product directly in Oliver. You're adding it to WooCommerce and then it shows up in Oliver. And, and it really was very vital for us to get that right. Since then, we, we have added multi-inventory, which uh, is a requirement when we grow in our merchant sizes. So all, we needed to have uh, multiple locations with their own inventory uh, running with WooCommerce and whatnot. So yeah, definitely a vast topic. But uh, I've, I think we have tried to simplify something that is really advanced and, and, and hard to do.
2: And obviously, you know, part of point of sale is, is handling the, the transactional piece, actually taking money from a customer, right? In that regard, you've you know got some solutions for streamlining payment and point of sale. Wasn't enough, was it? You just wanted to handle like all the difficult things.
0: Yeah. I, I'm maybe a little bit of a perfectionist and I, I kept getting frustrated when now we've solved this, but then what? Then now the next is not a nice solution, right? And we wanted to make a, a good solution that we could look everyone in the eyes of and say, "We we built this and we're, we're proud of it. Uh, it." It kind of came out of necessity, and and you mentioned some of the struggles before we start building a pure thinking. Yeah, we are just a nice touch friendly UI for 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 WooCommerce, and that's it. And blissfully ignorant, then we built that, and we say, okay, how do we handle cash? WooCommerce actually are not able to handle cash and cash rounding because we said we want to be global from the beginning, just like WooCommerce. So we suddenly needed to handle every currency in the world with every cash rounding in the world. And and now when you talk cash management, we need like cash management and tender floats and all of those kind of things. So you you it was just uh, a lot of things that we. I uh, said, well, okay, challenge accepted. Next thing now, because now we've solved. Yeah, you can check out, but people need more for it to be a proper POS. And and I have a lot of. There's a lot of good POSs. the Square, Vend, Lightspeed you mentioned uh, or referenced earlier a little bit. There's great POS solutions out there that I respect a lot. We wanted to look at, at them and say, how can we build that something that is as as nice to use but actually work properly with like really deeply integrated with Woo. And that was the mission. It wasn't just to build a, a traditional POS because we could probably build that in a fourth of the time, uh, if we just wanted to build something that works in our little bubble. We wanted we wanted to tightly integrate it, right? So a lot of challenges on that. And and with payments, that that's just the same. We uh we saw that very few have built an omnichannel payment solution where yeah, it's great that it works online, but now you need another uh, mid or merchant ID for your, for your payment processor for, in, for install. And then I found out one of our merchants, uh, well, she does $1.6 million online and $400,000 install. And what that really means is now she's getting a pretty bad rate install because she's a little bit of a smaller merchant, good rates online. And we were like, hey, how, couldn't we combine this? It's, it's one merchant. And and we managed to get her a much better deal. And that was kind of like, okay, we, we could do this a lot more and a lot better. So we just wanted to streamline, and that's kind of how these products come to life.
2: Yeah, those that seven figure mark is really kind of one of the one of the breakpoints in, in the payment processing world, right? Where you start to be able to get more of the uh the points back that are above interchange that are being uh, charged to you. So uh, there's a lot of power in being able to combine those two channels into one, especially because the larger the number is the more negotiating power you have. Right. So, uh, so that's really cool that you've been able to do that. And on top of that, you've built kiosks now, um, where customers can self-check out with you know, a point of sale that's powered by WooCommerce, which is awesome. You know, you've gone into that, that hardware side of things, which I, I love the hardware piece. Like I've, I've run hardware projects before. And that marrying of physical technology with virtual technology is just a really cool feeling.
0: Yeah, it really is. And it comes back to that, let's build something that we can be proud of. And we found that most people were opening it on on a, a laptop that was standing with its fans spinning loudly and whatnot. And I was like, well, the good solutions that we look up to and respect out there wouldn't do it that way. They would they would get a proper hardware setup. So we started on, on that journey too, where you can have a built-in printer or we work properly with printers and barcode scanners and whatnot. So, so it's, it, it comes from that and then love of giving the merchant a really good solution, right? And and trying to build that. And then we just love building as well, right? So.
1: As a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, check out Hostinger.com. Their infrastructure brings your client site speed, uptime and security. Also at your fingertips, you'll find a powerful suite of tools for security and performance, code and content management. Now add to that the ability to manage your WordPress website through WP CLI for control configuration and plugin updates, enhanced WordPress acceleration powered by Lightspeed Enterprise, control over auto updates, free migrations, and of course the essential staging sites. Through all of their services and features comes e-commerce optimization for your clients who shops. So when you think about it, overall, everything you need to keep your client sites running smooth can be found with their agency hosting at Hostinger.com. Weglot is known as an industry standard in the WordPress space to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops and as a supporter of the WooCommerce community they are not only helping with the language barrier of Woo shops around the world but they are also global sponsors in the WordPress ecosystem with this sponsorship they continue to build long-lasting relationships and make new connections with the community and with you the Woo builders so kudos to Weebly for this larger support to the ecosystem and make sure at the next event you attend to find them and say hi. And you can always learn more about Weglot by simply going to their site, weglot.com.
2: And of course, you know, eventually it was going to go back to uh, some of what you were doing beforehand, the agency side of the world. And uh, so you have a Sites product now where you can deploy your store to you know, Oliver Sites as well. Pretty cool. You know, it looks like uh, you've you've done some work to make that uh, an easy process and you know for the the store owner why don't you talk just a little bit about uh, what the impetus was for creating something like this
0: Sure so it comes back to being a former agency owner and always looking back what would I have wanted? Uh, when I was out, uh, I, I hit the streets um, uh, selling websites and whatnot myself. Never were were really good at it, but I did did it anyway, I guess. And it came, it, it keeps coming back to that. Well, how can how can we help agency owners? And and you'll you'll see us go much more in that direction now. So we we actually started seeing ourselves more than just a PS, but what we call a Commerce Development Kit or CDK for short. Um and and what it really is it's we' we're, we're selling mainly to agencies and marketing companies that are building developers that are building on on um like building cool websites and then wanna be able to to match that with a good p o s and then a good payment solution and whatnot so sites were really just a how can we make agency owners do what they love of not worrying about maintenance of keeping the plugins up to date and and those kind of things that I always hated. I wanted to build sites and and have fun building custom things for those sites. I didn't want to maintain the customer's website over the next four years uh, uh, while they don't really know they they don't really know what to do behind the scenes and they they don't really know how how can you quantify asking for a monthly price for that. So I wanted to make it really easy. So we built a a multi-tenants product kind of thing where where you're able to to build your initial setup. We wanted to streamline the WordPress dashboard behind the scenes and WooCommerce dashboard where merchants don't really want to be deep in WooCommerce. They want to have an Excel sheet and drop-in products. And, and you don't want to have the hassle of sitting having to, to individually upload these products for them. So so we tried to streamline what it means to be a developer so you can be building uh, be busy building nice design sites or custom setups and whatnot. So it was really with that in mind, and then helping uh, developers and, and agencies to the best of our ability, scaling their their business without all of the maintenance headaches of under being a an um a W S Azure. Uh, server architect as well and, and whatnot? Um, looking at,
2: at some of the infrastructure-related things, that's something we talk about pretty frequently here. You know, I, I work in hosting. Uh, Carl, you know, works uh, on a platform for serverless WordPress, right? Uh, so it's something that we we definitely talk about quite a bit. And infrastructure matters a ton. And, you know, not a lot of people understand what goes into running something like that at scale. Right. So, uh, like from containerization and, and scalability and auto sizing and auto scaling and all of that fun.
3: I talk about that all the freaking time with, with Amazon. People complain about Amazon.
2: You know that that is a a good product, something that is a necessity for people. And I love that you're you're focused on enabling agencies and agency owners to do better work, right?
0: Yeah, do what they love. Um, spend the time on why why they started in the first place, not the maintenance part. No, very few people like sitting maintaining it stuff. They want to build uh, and and design and whatnot. So we wanted to make them, them focused on that and. I I think it's actually a great solution for hosting companies as well. But we found that as a big challenge, uh, going a little bit back to the earlier topic as well, and we found that a big challenge of, well, people don't understand that they need a proper host and they don't necessarily need to be on this small shared hosting environment. Uh, So so we started building up what we call immunity, uh, which is really just informing the customers on, why it matters to be on a good host and optimize your site and whatnot. Because it helps them both sell better uh, from Google uh, referrals to uh, checkout experiences and whatnot, but also with Oliver. So we, we're, it's something we've actually spent quite a lot of time on trying to get right of saying, hey, your site is actually really slow here. So it's helping merchants and agencies and whatnot realize, okay, this you, you don't have security set up and whatnot. So we call it immunity because we often find that when people set it up, they blame us if it's not working. So we wanted to say, well, how can we infor- make them more informed so they understand that a $1 a month server is not ideal um, or $10 whatever it, it is uh, f- for what they have? So, so we build a lot of technology up being able to to make them more informed about their decision on, on hosting and, and
2: yeah. That's awesome. Carl, I think you were trying to get a word in uh, earlier.
3: Yeah, I was. Uh, I just, I think people underestimate. I think one of the things that I tell people the most often is just uh, with Amazon, people complain about the price of Amazon. But I think the one thing that Amazon did is abstract away a ton of complexity to a simple API call. And then you like think, oh, like it's just a server, but no, it's like self healing. It's regional, you know. It's regional failovers. It's it's all this stuff that you never have to think about. But that's just like basically, oh no, I just spinned up uh, EC2, but I'm paying a lot more for that. But it's there's so much going on behind the scenes that you're unaware of with hosting that and infrastructure especially that I think people take for granted. Well,
2: it's, it's funny because most of the managed WordPress hosting that you see out there is uh single instance, no load balancing, no containerization, no scalability, no beyond here's this one instance. And you know, if you expand beyond this, well, welcome to failure. Because uh, that's what's going to happen, right? It's just going to stop working. And that's the majority of the managed hosting world. You know, for something like e-commerce, that just doesn't work. Because how do you as a business owner know when somebody is going to, you know, with some influence is going to tweet about your brand? You know, they may discover you organically and they tweet about your brand and suddenly your site is just downed. You know, and that's, it's the story I tell about when I first started working in WooCommerce with Oscar Mike and they had an email server on their web server and that crashed their website because they got enough emails, you know, sent that entered the email spool to run the server out of memory when they were interviewed uh by the voice of the Chicago Bears during a Bears Packers game on Thanksgiving Day. So we you know they knew there was going to be a traffic event but never in a million years as, sto- as a store owner did Noah think that okay when this happens email is going to crash my website. Right? That just wasn't on his radar. It wasn't something he was worried about. Uh so yeah this this stuff becomes incredibly important uh for the just in case right and so having a host that has experience with woocommerce matters a ton so beyond that uh you also have a product modifiers uh product which helps to make it easier to sell things that can be more custom right more customized to what a what a customer may want like you you show an example on the website of uh, a t-shirt company where the, the user gets to pick their size, their color, maybe even add a custom logo uh, and decide whether or not the logo is on the front or the back. Right. And potentially even add personalization, I'm guessing, for a sports team of some sort. Right. But all of these these pieces that just en- enable new things inside WooCommerce that aren't part of core. That also work with your point of sale system.
0: Absolutely, same as before. It's the necessity of being able to do something in an omnichannel environment. So we we looked at at some of the current solutions out there and have done some integrations, but uh, found some of it to be a little bit flawed. And 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 uh, therefore we decided to build product modifiers for Oliver, which is really yeah, as, as you say, an ability to go beyond the traditional, simple, and variable product and whatnot within WooCommerce and be able to, to add-on text or modify how that works um, to also scheduling. So we we had some clients that say, well, we have a happy hour in our bar from that to that time and we need a discount happening on that. And we just couldn't find anybody that, that did that well. So all of our product modifiers, which work similar to an add-on or... Or, or anything else to that to the traditional woocommerce products um, they can be scheduled to run at certain times and days and and whatnot and um, that goes for both the POS and and the website of course right so it was just a, another frustrating part where we take it on to on ourselves to try and and make that better uh, where it's, it's thought out on a grander scale being able to run with, with with many thousand products and whatnot and and be easy to, instead of having to add it to one product at a time we said well how do you normally as if, if you know what you're doing within woocommerce you would add your variations with attributes or or tags or whatever as well right so we wanted to say well let's target product items for this attribute uh or or whatever else so let's say it's fast food you want to be able to say all burgers, they should have uh, add-ons like fries and whatnot with them. Right. So being able to be efficient and, and quick and then say, well, fries on sale on Friday. So yeah, add that in for free or whatever. So it became a really complex, but a pretty cool offering, I would say. Now
2: getting back to our core audience here on the WooDev chats, one of the things that I see as a, as a focus area for you and Oliver is, um, enabling other developers to extend your ecosystem. So let's talk just a little bit about Oliver apps and how that works and how uh, developers who are interested, who may have products around
0: WooCommerce can integrate
2: with Oliver point of sale.
0: Yeah, sure. So there, there's a couple of different ways it can, it can run. Traditionally, uh, what we wanted to do is, is just take any plugin that are running on, Uh, Even even as simple as let's take an example of saying I have built uh, something with a a block builder, Gutenberg or Elementor or whatever, and I wanted to just uh, have that Elementor form uh, for my newsletter running at the point of sale. How could we do that? And that was basically where it started with a lot of people saying, well, we have all of this good stuff living in in online. How can we merge it in? So we started um, using uh, iframes, to load in stuff from the website, we've gone pretty nuts on on the complexity of how deep you can go on that, um, because then we build a bit of a command structure that I can get into a lot a lot deeper. But it's it's really a way for us to, or for developers to say, let me pull in this form. Uh, so at the point of sale, somebody comes up and I'm a stoner and I want to be able to say, hey, dear Zach, if you sign up. For our newsletter, I can add you. I can give you a ten percent discount right then and there. So, how could we take an Elementor form or a custom form and be able to add functionality into the card or add, add that form into create a customer inside of WooCommerce and whatnot? So, it started with that, but now where we are is we built what we call Oliver commands, and it's really a post message structure, structured very similar to an API, where you can say. Hey Oliver, what's the name of the customer in cart? Um, and now you can take all of that info and go nuts. You can quer- query WooCommerce. We may already have a lot of that info that you can get out from us. And then you can say, "Let me build a custom cart recommendation." It's something we got the other day that we haven't actually added. But any developer that, that that knows what they're doing, we would happily uh, uh, buy that from from you guys or help or sell that to. To our merchant base, but really imagine a customer coming in and saying, um, yeah. now we're adding this computer to card, a MacBook. Um we could now query and say from the WooCommerce, hey Oliver, what is uh who's the customer card? Whenever I, you add something to card, let me know. When I get that information, now you can say, WooCommerce, have that customer ever bought anything else? Well, they've never bought AirPods Pro, let's say. Okay, now you can actually say, Hey Oliver, let me Add uh, AirPods Pro discount coupon code to the receipt or on the front facing display and um, give them that discount. So if they come back, now they have a coupon printed on the receipt. So we really wanted to be able to do all of those cool card recommendations or anything, but add that flexibility to the point of sale as well. So you're able to tell Oliver, add a discount, add a customer to card, do something based on what you know as a developer, into Oliver. And, and that's what I like to spend most of our time doing is unlock developers to do really, really cool stuff within the point of sale that traditionally nobody have ever been able to do in at the point of sale, but only online. That's awesome.
2: So if you are a developer and you're listening to this and you want to build stuff for the Oliver point of sale and get involved in this ecosystem or expand your existing products into this ecosystem, Uh, you know there's information on the oliver website there's developer documentation uh, where you can see how some of this stuff works Uh, and i'm sure matthias would be happy to talk with you as well all day long (laughs) (laughs) If, if there's something where you're you're interested in uh if you want a nerd on this shit he's got you covered
0: absolutely
2: exactly well, that's awesome. It's really cool to see another ecosystem plugin existing alongside WooCommerce. And as my friend Jonathan Wold likes to say, you know, ecosystem plugins are are kind of a big piece of what the, the WordPress ecosystem has become, right? So this is an ecosystem within an ecosystem, and it's really awesome to see that that's growing and that there's demand for you know even more. So it's, it's really neat, uh, technology. I'm, I'm excited about it. I love cool tech, right? And so when, when David reached out and started to explain to me what was going on, I I was excited. Like I said, I wanted to build this and you, you did it. So really, really cool. I really appreciate you, uh, you coming and taking the time to explain a little bit of the technical details behind, how it all works and what some of the pitfalls were and the fun that, uh, that went into building a solution like this. Obviously, you know, a single podcast episode is not enough to cover the whole journey um, because I'm sure it has been full of, uh, of fun steps and, and missteps and uh, things along the way. Cause they all are right. That's half the fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's the discovery of, of what the solution becomes. Once you build it, it becomes its own thing, right? And its journey may not be what you intend it to be, just like a child, right? Definitely.
0: Like, I got to say, one of the most exciting things is seeing what developers can do with us. There are some pretty crazy examples out there and really the uh, uh, things that we haven't thought about that they're able to build on top of it that's where that that's what wakes me up in the morning is when we have unlocked the developer to do something really cool from online to install so
2: yeah well that's really cool and there's an expert program as well that you're you're working on launching so you know if if this sounds like something that you as a listener want to add to what your agency offers now is the time to to get involved in the expert directory and and start to uh, really expand your offerings into the physical space, which is uh, really a cool opportunity. man. I, I look forward to seeing what our audience does uh, with this technology and where it goes from here. So uh, do you have any final thoughts, uh, Matthias or Carl, to leave us with?
0: Um, Yeah, like I would say any developer out there, we are bombarded every day with merchants that would like to tweak Oliver, but are not able to do it themselves. So now that you bring up the experts uh, uh, from Oliver experts, you don't need to necessarily be an agency, uh, a a developer working from their basement or from Athens uh, or wherever. Uh, you, uh, we would very much like you to come in and and help us build. We have a lot of merchants that are fine with paying for custom development or tweaking something to Oliver. So, um, yeah, sign up and we would, yeah, love to chat with you. It, it's what uh, gets us up in the morning. Awesome, that's great.
3: I don't have any closing thoughts. Uh, it was just great hearing you two nerd out about it. I've, I'm not familiar with point of sale stuff, uh, at all. If you want to nerd out infrastructure, though, no, I can do that all all day. Uh, but I I will agree that there's something cool to be able to blend software with hardware. I talk about it a lot. Like, I feel like I was, like, when I did computer engineering, like, I feel I was just at the wrong time for for that. Because now, like, you can do so much. Like, I used to love chip design and things like that. And now you can do so much and just have, like, a foundry in china build it like you can have like you know before you needed like an entire like department budget to buy a 3d printer you know uh so there's just like cool stuff now that i feel like i missed out a bit on where you can do like this kind of blend of hardware and software that wasn't as accessible now but that now like somebody like you you can just like be like no, we're getting into the hardware POS uh, business, and you know, and that's completely reasonable for a developer to do. Actually, so I think that's really
2: cool. Yeah, it's an industry that traditionally has been, you know, controlled by this group of companies that have built traditional point of sale software. And when Square hit the market, it changed the industry uh, because it enabled merchants to finally for the first time really control their point of sale and you know so this is really an extension of that of that movement that began with with square becoming a way that merchants can own their point of sale experience you know before you had to to go to a, a point of sale company or a register company right and they would sell you your point of sale if you ran a restaurant you probably were going to end up on something like aloha and you know you'd have your touch screen restaurant interface that you were able to uh, do your point of sale with but that had no concept of what the internet was right just like the internet had no concept of what aloha point of sale was so When these two worlds met, it really created opportunity that just didn't exist before, not only for developers, but also for merchants to have more ownership of that experience because they retail stores traditionally uh, either had to staff their own IT department to build their own point-of-sale system, which happened a lot, or they had to farm that work out to a company that would charge a thousand dollars to have a technician show up for a day to change some prices. Right. And so this, this world is still new. It's, it's not, you know, it, it's the wild West of, of this new merchant focused, uh, point of sale world. And it's really cool to see something living in our ecosystem that does that. So, Thank you for building what I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been awesome. How can people get in touch with you, Matthias?
0: Well, um, I'm, I'm trying to be very approachable. So uh, my email is mn at dot com, or else uh, hit our, our support line and uh, our chat line and, and say, I want to talk code. And then uh, we'll, we'll be, uh, I will jump in immediately. Or some of our developers will as well. So, um, yeah, anybody out there that want to talk about how they could bridge their current WooCommerce plugin or, or whatever, over to a, a physical environment too, uh, we love chatting that. Awesome.
2: Well, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next month with another episode of the Woo Dev Chats for you. Not sure what our topic is going to be yet. Uh, if you have an idea for a topic and you want to submit that to us, uh, just go to the Do the Woo website at dothewoo.io, and uh, there's a form there you can fill out that Bob will get uh, that will let him know that you have some interest. Uh, so, if you're an agency owner doing cool things in the space and you want to talk the dev side of things, uh, reach out. If you're building plugins and you want to talk about uh, the dev side of of that, uh, feel free to reach out as well. And uh, as always, thank you for being a listener. Uh, But it's been great uh, having you, Matthias, and have a great day.
0: Yeah, again, thanks for having me.
1: Hey, Bob W.P. here, and whenever I listen to these stories, I'm thankful there's smart teams out there that build these great products, and it's not me. And Oliver is another one of those stories. So make sure and check out our sponsors, Hostinger and Weglab, Who have committed to helping grow this builder community. And be sure to share Do the Woo with your team, colleagues, and friends, because we all need to keep on doing the Woo.